Good day, and welcome to the Pandemic Show. Stories of the pandemic for people living in the pandemic. No one is alone on the Pandemic Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemic Show on social media. Good day and welcome to the Pandemic Show. Thank you for joining us as we transcend time and space to go to Brooklyn, New York to talk to Stas, the boss. Stas, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Pinch me, I'm dreaming. Thank you so much for your time today. In January, I was Google searching the word pandemic to do important research for the Pandemic Show where we are working together to unite humanity. Your song, Pandemic Stemmy, jumped out of the Google. Mm-hmm. I revisited the song. The catchy chorus kept bringing me back. And then the weightiness of the lyrics. We are in some fascinating times with the pandemic. Can you tell us what, what were you thinking when you wrote Pandemic Stemmy? <laughs> Thanks for having me here today. So... Me and uh, one of my best friends and co-collaborators, Nappy Nina, we're sitting around and we make music every time we link up. She's in my bubble. So I've been recording with her for over a year now since the pandemic hit. But we were just wanting to be different and and, and play around and make something a little different because normally we do like boom bap music, jazz rap kind of rapping over samples and things like that. So we had a, another homie came, come over. His name is Ab, and he's a producer. He was like, let's, let's have some fun. And we started to build a trap beat with 808s, classic 808s and synths with the quantized drums. And so we were like, okay, now we have the beat. What are we going to talk about? We need something relevant because this song, we got to make it a hit. We got to make it fun. It's got to be, you know, something that people can resonate with. So we started to all write verses on the pandemic. And just how we're feeling. And at that time, we were taunted by our president <laughs> saying that we we're going to get checks, but we had only received one check previously from 45. I think we recorded the song in December. So we were waiting for our new president to come through with the bread. <laughs> so that's how that, that came about. And approaches to the pandemic from governments have been so different around the world. Here Correct. in Canada, there was pandemic stimulus from the federal government that went to people, a monthly payment for the first part of the pandemic, spring 2020. And then it's kind of seems to be more now massaging into the unemployment insurance system. But something as drastic as the pandemic, it's affected so many people uh, financially. Now there's been pandemic winners and the rich appear to be getting richer off the pandemic. And then there's been pandemic losers economically with the hospitality industry being shut down and so many industries that require humans to gather as part of their economic activity. It's all been shut down. And so the pandemic stimulus in the States are one-time payments. So we were supposed to be getting more than that, but Congress had only voted for us to get one check at one period of time, but you could only get it if you'd filed your taxes and had to have all these things lined up. 
So not everybody got their check. Like Nina, my collaborator, she had never gotten a check, okay. but they, they didn't have any like monthly or weekly, nothing, nothing like that. And it was a tool of the federal government to help families and individuals get through the harsh economic consequences of the pandemic, COVID-19. Yes, $600. (laughs) I just I just want to say I I feel like the the United States in so many ways is a great country. And in so many other ways, it's it's a, a regressive place that needs some positive, positive change. And I think that pandemic semi has what it takes to influence the people. So maybe with with the inspiration of pandemic STEMI, as we come out of the pandemic, whenever that is, hopefully we'll have a brighter future than what what the world was like when we went into it. Hopefully. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are just we're just all fed up. And so we're, we're searching and looking for anything hopeful to come out of this. And you're a poet. You're a musician. You've been you've been performing for over a decade you were part of the critically acclaimed band, The Satisfaction, amazing performer in Pandemic Semi, weighty lyrics. The artists are really what are helping people get through this pandemic. Now, you personally, as an artist, started the pandemic in Seattle, Washington. Correct. Over the course of the pandemic, you moved to Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> I did. So I was planning on moving to New York in 2020, but not at the time that I, I went, I, I moved to New York in March. I was planning on moving like later in the year, but as things started to shut down and all of my gigs, like DJ gigs and performance gigs started to get canceled. My girlfriend lives out here in Brooklyn. So I just, I was like, let me get closer to her. I have family in Atlanta too. So I decided to leave the West and, and head East to Brooklyn in March. And that was like right before everything like completely shut down. So I was glad that I got out of Seattle. So you got out of Seattle and to Brooklyn, New York City, just before the pandemic really started to shake things up in March. Mm -hmm. And New York City was one of the places that was really impacted early on in the spring of 2020. It was all over the news. What was it like living in New York when the pandemic started and and since? So I lived in New York previously. I lived in New York from 2013 to 2017. I moved back to Seattle. So I I knew what it was like before the pandemic. It was lively. There were so many things to do. Nothing ever shut down. Things were open all night and day. You could party, wake up and party again. Living here now to the pandemic, it was so dead in the streets. We went to Times Square just to see what it looked like. No cars, no humans, like a couple like stragglers, no like tourists because New York is like a, a big tourist place, but no one was traveling. So it was like completely dead. It was eerie. It was dark. It was quiet. A ghost town. Right. Right. And I think a lot of people left, like a lot of the like New York transplants went back to where they came from during the pandemic. So it was mostly just like people in New York who had never left or people who would come out there just, you know, just to be there during the pandemic. But it was it was relatively just very dead. You've been very busy creatively since the pandemic started, just like you were busy before the pandemic. You've released Sangstasia. And on the corner, and I love how you write the corner, and you've included quarantine in the spelling. Powerful play on words there. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, I've been busy just because I, I haven't had anything to do. <laughs> and I feel like that's a lot of artists. 
they have just been working on music because they, I mean, we really haven't had the time to work on music and, and now we're just so full of thoughts and, and sitting with our own thoughts and, and pondering things. A lot of people are putting it into art, which is great. I think it's important. I consider myself the audience and I'm finding all the music, especially yours coming out in the pandemic, really helpful. It makes me feel connected in a way that I would have, that we would have experienced in before times where you would hear new types of music out on the street in clubs, talking to friends, coming up from people's cars. And a lot of that noise of togetherness has ceased Mm -hmm. out of respect for making sure as many people get through this as possible make it to the other side. Have any of your your peers in the music industry, is there anything we should be aware of that you've heard inspired by the pandemic by any of your, by any other artists? Anything that's kind of got a good beat that, that you're listening to? I don't feel like I've heard any like pandemic inspired, like literal like pandemic tracks other than the ones that I've made. But I know like a lot of my friends have just been working on music, period. Kia is one of my favorite artists, K-I-E-Y-A-A. She's very good. Nappy Nina, my co-collaborator, has been, I, I feel like she's put out like two projects as well. So we've just been really active in, in trying to get this art out because we can't actually go out. The isolation, mm-hmm. it's affecting us all differently. I got to tell you, Pandemic Stemmy, I think is an isolation killer. Like it makes you feel like you're in the club and yeah. Pandemic Stemmy. Pandemic, Stemmy. I'm like sitting in the car thinking about the lyrics. <laughs> I can't thank you enough. I, to me, it's been my anthem of the pandemic since January when I when I first heard it. Your music with the satisfaction, a lot of important themes like planet for sale, uh, talk about climate change, talk about how civil rights, income inequality, economic inequality. So many powerful messages in your music. Now, while I was researching you, I watched a lot of your performances. All of them are fantastic. And you had one that stood out where you were talking to a prominent uh, music DJ in Seattle. And he asked a question. Riz, DJ Riz. Shout out DJ Riz. Thanks for everything you do. Uh, So DJ Riz was talking to you about prominent writer, uh, the late Octavia Butler. Mm. And can you just speak to the pandemic show audience? Like uh, Octavia Butler is such an important writer. Her work is thought provoking. Like your music, it's politically astute, yet artistically refined. I know in my social media sphere, there's a lot of people that have been thinking about her work and kind of in terms of the pandemic. Can you share with us, the pandemic show, how Octavia Butler has influenced your pandemic and your life? So I first uh, heard about Octavia Butler in college. I was taking this course. I was an English major and I was taking this course called Afrofuturism in Literature. And so they had us listening to Sun Ra and and they they, uh, recommended some Octavia Butler books and Parable of the Sower was one of the books. So that was my introduction to her. And Parable of the Sower, for those that don't know, was basically uh, a book about a, a dystopian future for Americans, zombies and dictator leaders, religious leaders. And one of the... Um, quotes from the leader that was in that book was make America great again. And this book, oh, oh, <laughs> this book predates, you know, all of that. So I, Octavia Butler is a futurist, not only Afrofuturist, but a futurist. She's a psychic. She's a seer. And that's why I, I definitely, I read all of her work just because I, I want to know the future. I want to know what's going to happen. You know, even if it's not exactly like, I feel like she was tapped in in a way that a lot of people aren't. And 
that's what drew me to her. Her words just resonate and vibrate so strongly and powerfully, especially based on some of the rhetoric, the hate rhetoric that's been flashing around North America um, since 45. Some of the quotes from her book are just so powerful. I'd like to read you two of them right now. All that you touch, you change. All that you change changes you. The only lasting truth is change. That quote, and I've heard some scholars, another author, Ta-Na-Na Reeve-Do, and <laughs> theologian Monica Coleman, and they've talked about her work and how the pandemic has highlighted inequality that was already festering at an unacceptable level. Yes. And it Tanana Reeve said, you see on the internet, there's the celebrity streaming where we can go and get our culture and kind of unplug. But then there's the parallels like we saw last week in Toronto, where there was forced evictions of a single father and his two kids and a forced eviction by the police. They showed up in their tactical unit to evict a father and two kids around Easter time in the middle of a pandemic. And The pandemic has really demonstrated inequality, and it seems to have fired up a lot of lost souls, people that have hate in their heart and have been brainwashed by powerful interests that are using them as pawns. Yeah, I feel like now we're like, instead of being distracted with work and with places to go and, and things and going to the bar to take a load off, like now we're forced to actually sit with and see what's actually happening problems around how seniors are treated problems Mm -hmm. around migrant labor problems Mm -hmm. around housing inequality income inequality i i grew up in kitchener waterloo an hour west of toronto waterloo is where rim blackberry came from it's an area that's experiencing increasing resettlement canadians by choice so people from around the world that are moving to canada for a better life Mm -hmm. and it's it's experiencing huge population growth. And one of the things that happened in the spring after Brianna Taylor was murdered, when no-knock warrants clashed with castle dogma, and then George Floyd was, was murdered in police custody. After that, Black Lives Matters in Kitchener-Waterloo, there was 15,000 people in the middle of a pandemic having a solidarity rally. That's something I had never seen before. Like there's a labor movement, there's a multicultural movement, but you'd never seen people come out 15,000 strong in a show of solidarity. Having listened to some podcasts from Philadelphia and around the world, uh, listening to elders in the civil rights movement, one older gentleman in Philadelphia said to a reporter, they'd all been mass arrested on the street during the during the troubles there. The, the one older gentleman from the civil rights movement, he told the younger people, he said, Something positive has changed. It's not just our community out here fighting for ourselves. People from all the other communities are standing shoulder in shoulder. And this seems to be a powerful breakthrough in Mm -hmm. terms of how the existing patriarchy and structural inequality seems to be getting eroded in a positive way by people working together and being allies. Mm -hmm. In Ontario, there's a strong partnership between the Idle No More First Nations Truth and Reconciliation Movement and the Black Lives Matter movement. There seems to be a lot of love coming from the other groups in our communities. Is that something similar that you're seeing uh, where you are? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. And I feel like the pandemic has definitely helped to connect those people. And for just we're all just fed up, you know, <laughs> we're fed up. And and also the treatment that that happened between the federal government and citizens of America. I feel like we were all on, on like the, the playing field was leveled out. And so we were all just able to come together on just like basic like human rights. Like, yo, <laughs> like this is really messed up. We're all kind of feeling this. It seems that the solidarity that Octavia wrote about, she has a quote, embrace diversity, unite or be divided, robbed, ruled, killed by those who see you as prey. It's interesting how the words in her book seem to be manifesting in collective action and solidarity on the street. Now, I guess we're all anxiously awaiting to see if, if the people lead, if the government will follow. Mm. <laughs> that's real <laughs> hopefully time will tell octavia also made another important point in one of her interviews about the importance of imagination and imagination gives us the ability to imagine something new and something better yeah pandemic stemming does it imagine a brighter future does it or is it more about challenging the inequality and the problems in society i think it's both i think when i write I, I like to to manifest things. I like to say things and then watch them happen. So when I, I'm talking about things that I want or changes that I want happening, I definitely put them in lyrics. They exist in my song. Even if I don't have it right now, I, I want it. That's what I'm going to get. I'm going to talk about it in music. And what are some of the changes you hope come out of the pandemic? I... <laughs> First off, I feel like we got to get a hold of racism in this country. I know that this country is built on racism, but it is just, it's completely out of hand. Like every day, just experiencing it is exhausting. And I'm tired of being tired. <laughs> I would like to not be tired anymore. That's the change that I want to happen. Do you feel the hope of the social movement of equality that we've seen on the streets through the pandemic? I feel the hope, yes. Yes, I, I hold on to that. I'm grateful for the people that have fought on my behalf before and after me. You know, it's just, I have hope. If I didn't have hope, I wouldn't be here talking to you. <laughs> yeah. and, like, pinch me, I'm dreaming. I'm so excited and thrilled to be talking with you. So thank you so much. Your music, it reminds me of J5, Tuna Fish. Each one, yeah. teach one. <laughs> And I know I've learned a lot from the lyrics and the stories in your songs. Are you are you just promoing your recent re albums that you've released, or are you are you writing writing for your next album right now? I've got albums ready to go. I have been working, even though I haven't been working. <laughs> I'm a DJ. I'm a radio host. I perform uh, for a living, and the pandemic has halted that. So I've literally just been making music at the house. Some of the trends I'm seeing on the internet now, most recently in Toronto, a club, The Painted Lady, is now doing a online, their open mic, their Monday night open mic has become, has gone online. What types of pivots have you seen as an artist with musicians? Yeah, I see lots of like streaming concerts and, you know, specialized like pre-recorded performances and things like that streaming DJ sets on Twitch and, and people getting into podcasting and, and things like that, which is great. I'm, I'm trying my hardest to adapt and, and change the way that I do things. I picked up a couple of pre-recorded performance gigs um, coming up, but I, it's just, it's hard for me to connect 
to people in that way through a that's, screen. That's that's something that we I am hearing from a lot of artists that they want to be in the same room. They want to be all together doing their art, working on their music, and the computer environment just doesn't connect for them, even though it is some might say better than nothing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like um, we have the the verses series that happened uh, during the pandemic. That's Swiss Beats and Timberland, where they have the two artists share all of their works and 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 go against each other. I think programs like that that have happened out of the pandemic, I'm so grateful for them because even though I I can't be there, it's still I still feel like we're all watching it together. We're we're not alone. Do you think the online streaming and how the music has evolved? so quickly in response to the pandemic. Do you think that's going to be around post-pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are going to be afraid to kind of step out. So we'll always have that. And I feel like it it shows us that we don't have to leave our homes, which is kind of scary. But a lot of people don't like leaving their home. And so the pandemic is good for them. They're like, all right, now I don't have to be anxious or have this anxiety attack being out and, and meeting people, you know? It's going to take a a lot of people are saying it's going to take a while for them to feel safe going Mm -hmm. back out Mm -hmm. when the COVID situation subsides, whether it's as a result of the vaccine or just enough times gone by, like the Spanish flu in 1918. I don't believe there was a vaccine, but it seemed to have run its course in about two years. Yeah, I'm ready to be out. I'm fully vaccinated. (laughs) Oh, congratulations. uh, Which one did you get? I got the Pfizer the two dose, it took me out for a couple of days, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive and hopeful. I just got booked for a festival gig in May that's in person, but socially distanced. So I'm, I'm excited to, to come back into the real world. Get back up on stage with the microphone. Yeah, that's going to be so strange. <laughs> Do you have any words of hope or inspiration for your fans and for the people of the pandemic? Moving forward into 2021? Uh, I don't think I have any words of hope. I just, I, I know we're all ready. <laughs> we're ready. We're tired. And it's, I just think it's important that we, that we continue to stay safe and make sure we, we take care of each other so that we can get back to normal. But I'm excited to make more music, to connect with people more. So it's coming. I don't think this is going to last forever. For when things get safe again for people to travel, whether it's just regionally within your state or across national borders, where is the best place to get some food in Brooklyn? Woo! Come to Bed-Stuy and get some Caribbean food, Trinidadian doubles, some Jamaican oxtail out here uh, on Flatbush Avenue. You're guaranteed to find some really good Caribbean food. And what theater, theater or artist venue should people check out when they're next time they're in Brooklyn after the pandemic? Ooh. Oh man, it's been such a long time. There's a venue called Cafe Cafe Ezruli that is like a hub for up and coming promoters and party goers and DJs and performers that is going to be opening up pretty soon, actually. But it's 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 a hub for like Brooklyn creatives. I would say check out Cafe Ezruli. Well, Stas, the boss, I can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Pandemic Show as we work to unite humanity through shared stories of experience. 
Thank you ever so much for your time. And we look forward to following your music as we move through the pandemic. For sure. Thank y'all for having me. It's at Stas the Boss. Go check me out wherever on the webs. Thanks for listening to The Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing The Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Do you have an interesting pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.